On today's episode, I'm going to tell you why the Baltimore Ravens must have Ohio State running back Travion Henderson on their draft radar for the 2024 NFL Draft. This and more coming up next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. And guys, happy Monday, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out to you guys for being our everydayers. Today is your boy, Dean. Just solo dolo, taking care of business on this Monday morning. Keith will be back with me for tomorrow and the rest of the week, guys. But listen, we have a fun show. You know what we do. Draft radar, right? We talk about those prospects that balled out, as well as what teams should have them, uh, what fit and teams should have them on their radar. We're going to talk about stock up, stock down, and then we're going to get into game ball for the weekend, guys. So, Without further ado, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, who are, I believe, five and two, right? Five and two, I think, or five to five and three on the season. And this is a team that's playing very good football, right? And, and their defense is, is is just balling, right? Defense is balling. Oh, you know, Lamar Jackson's playing at a high level, and they're playing efficient football, right? Gus Edwards right now is their leading running back. You know, J.K. Dobbins is out. And they don't. And I think there was a report last week ahead of the trade deadline that the Baltimore Ravens were looking to be buyers at the trade deadline for a running back. And a lot of people saying Derrick Henry that would be outstanding, right? But say they can't pull a Derrick Henry, they can get a second tier type of running back. For me, what that says is we don't trust the long term or the longevity of our running back room. And I, even with J.K. Dobbins coming back, I think this injury that he has is a torn Achilles. They need to invest in running backs, in, in a running back. And I think Travion Henderson from Ohio State, the 5'10, 215 pound, you know, just do it all running back. This is a young man that played cornerback and wide receiver in high school. So he's a very, very good athlete. More, maybe one of the more explosive, and he, not even maybe, he is one of the most explosive and dynamic open field backs in the country right he has the long speed he has quick footwork decisive footwork you'll be able to exchange gaps you talk about running power concepts and running between the tackles but he also can be a one cut runner to me he is a scheme versatile type of running back and with the baltimore ravens with lamar jackson in the backfield you're gonna get that zone read you can get some of that mesh mesh action right and and then think about it now He's never Trevion hasn't had that while in college. You know, he's had CJ Stroud. He's now he's got, you know, uh Kyle McCord. And neither one of them are the type of zone read threats in the middle of the field. Uh that that you know, especially not nowhere near the caliber that Lamar Jackson is. So when I think about a draft radar 
situation. The Baltimore Ravens must have Trevion Henderson on their draft radar. Guys, I'm telling you right now, because there's no other way around that. You put this young man at his speed, he runs hard, his physicality, he's built like an NFL running back. Like I said, 5'10", 215. He's well-built and well-filled out from his frame. You put this young man in that backfield with Lamar Jackson, where that backside end has to key in and has to stay honest because they are wor- going to be worried about Lamar Jackson running, even though he's running far less than we've seen in, in, in previous years, right? He's, he's, he's working from the pocket a lot, but we know that he's always a run threat. This is a 4-4-4-3 athlete still to this day. So, no, you've got to key in on him. And when you don't, or when you do, I'm sorry, when you do key in on him, what does that mean? That means Travion Henderson has more room to work. You think about the, the 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 box count and then with the passing ability of Lamar now and then the weapons that they're that they're developing. Guys, I'm telling you right now, you add Trevion Henderson in the second round. I'm not saying you 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 take a first round flyer on him. I said second I think second round. I don't think any running back right now warrants first round consideration and everything. So like and they they have a little bit more pressing needs, right? You know, I I could see them going wide receiver again to be honest with you. Uh in the first round maybe a right tackle because Morgan Moses is getting a little bit up there in age and everything, right? So they, they still got some other spots that they can take care of. But that's the key to me is like, all right, first round, no, no dice, no dice on first round. But give me Trevion Henderson in the second round to the Baltimore Ravens. And I feel like this offense is going to take off in 2024 because, again, when you can run the ball, Right. Just go back to that Ohio State well, because J.K. JK Dobbins is from Ohio State and Justice Hill has played pretty solid football. He's been explosive. He's been dynamic for them. But you know what he's also done? Fumble the darn football consecutive consistently. Right. And I I think during the during the games on Sunday, uh, during the game versus the Arizona Cardinals, I believe that um, I think Gus Edwards fumbled. Right. He had three touchdowns, but I think he fumbled as well. So when I look at this thing, I say, okay. Okay, so this is what we're this is this is a, a situation that does need to find a solution, right? So whether they find a viable trade partner um right now during the season, it does to me it doesn't matter. I, I still think unless you get yourself a young stud back, which I don't foresee happening, they absolutely need to be able to go ahead and like I said in the 2024 NFL draft took the second round and grabbed Travion Henderson because I just think that he will make this offense so much more potent like I said he can catch the ball out of the backfield right he doesn't have a fumbling issue he can run between the tackles he can run on the edges and on the outside he can be a one cut runner you can throw toss sweeps to him you can do it throw the screen game to him you can throw the ball to him down the field because he could track the ball Ohio State doesn't use him in that way and I just don't understand why especially with his receiver background but hey it's neither, that that's not that's not an issue that we can get into. That's not something we, we we don't have the facts on it. We don't know why their their offense isn't you know detailed to say hey you know like yeah, I would have I, I would have loved to see what Alvin Kamara or Jameer Gibbs had looked like in his offense. We probably wouldn't have felt the same about them as draft prospects if they were in this offense because they don't throw the ball to the running backs. They don't scheme up those 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 passing routes. And I think with Trayvon Henderson, he can he could give Lamar Jackson another easy one-on-one option, right? Because you think about Zay Flowers taking a jump in year two, right? Rashad Bateman hopefully being healthy and guarding more attention. And Mark Andrews is going to absolutely, like, you, listen, defense is always going to take away Mark Andrews first, right? So which, what does that say? In the passing game, Trevion Henderson can get one-on-one opportunities against linebackers. And that's a key indicator for 
Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson could absolutely exploit those mismatches and really take this offense to another level. So again, draft radar guys, the Baltimore Ravens in a second round selecting Ravion Henderson running back out of Ohio State. I just think this is a match made in heaven. I would absolutely love it, and I hope we get it. You know what I mean? I hope we get it because I'm a big um, I'm a big proponent of putting running backs in good situations, right? I, 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 I'm not against, you know, because we talked about it, right? You know, positional value. I'm not big on the positional value as much as everybody else, so I'm not saying don't draft running backs in the first round, but if your team is a bad – if you have a bad team, right, a lot of the Atlanta Falcons, like your offense is not good. I don't think drafting Bijan Robinson changes that, right? So I think what you do instead is, hey, this is what we're going to hit on. We are going to take care of this issue, and this issue is, all right, let's figure out what we need to do to get better and go from there. The Baltimore Ravens is a good team. They're a good team. They're a really good team. They are a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. Putting a a top-tier running back out of the draft in that situation that is a match made in heaven, guys. But listen, we have – that's our draft radar segment. We have stock up, stock down. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, why Washington, the Huskies, it, their wide receiver core is more than just Roma Dunze, okay? Jalen Polk is coming up. And then we have another quarterback from Georgia. This year and this time, his stock is up. But I think this young man might – not even might. He is much more talented than Stetson Bennett, and we're going to talk about him coming up next. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Guys, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every single week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, guys, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. The Carolina Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard got the lead duties in week eight against the Texans. And despite Miles Sanders being available, although Hubbard struggled to get going in that matchup, he should find more running room back at home against the Colts breaking down front. The Panthers power running game should yield better results, but Hubbard can also have a bigger impact in the passing game to deliver an all around performance as a fantasy sleeper. Okay, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks bumpers, so much more. But whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And guys, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time around, every time around, or listen to me, you get your money back. Plus, at these prices, what are you doing? You're burning more rubber than you are cash. And who does not, who doesn't love to save money and burn everything else, right? We want to make sure we save the cash, all right? We want to keep the cash safe. So listen, keep your ride or die alive with e at ebaymotors.com. Family, as we tell you every single Monday here on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, the stock market opens up, man. So the stock market is open, and we're going to talk about prospects that teams and 
draft fans should invest in, okay? And these are two quote-unquote underclassmen. Wide receiver from Washington, I said in the, in the tease to the segment, Jalen Polk. Jalen Polk is having a tremendous year. Listed at 6'2", 205 pounds. He's, he has f- f- so far in the season 46 receptions, 836 yards, receiving seven touchdowns, and he is averaging a whopping 18 yards per catch. This young man started his career back in 2020 at Texas Tech, played 10 games there, and he transferred in 2021 to Washington and everything. And, that, you know, he, he he played a little bit, not a whole lot there you know, in that season. And then last year in 2022, 694 yards, 17 yards per catch, six touchdowns. And then again, this year his numbers are going up. But to have 46 receptions for over 830 yards, that means he's a big play threat. And, you know, every, if you watch this offense, if you, you've heard us talk about Michael Penix, right, his ability to push the ball down the field, his ability to get the ball at all three levels of the defense. Jalen Polk is a big part of that, guys. He is an outstanding, and I mean tremendous wide receiver prospect. You know, the speed, uh, good route runner, but it's just the toughness, the physicality, the ball skills, right? He he attacks the ball at the highest point with such a selfish demeanor, and I love that. Right. That's what you want from your receivers. It's like, listen, this is mine, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You that's what you want them to attack it with when it comes down to dealing with DBs and defenders. It's like, yeah, I understand that you want in on this, but this is mine, right? This is my football. And and, and he attacks it with aggressiveness at the at the catch point. He has body control. Um, he I think he has a functional strength in terms of uh you know fighting through physical contact with you know mid-stem as a route runner, right? When guys want to get handsy and they want to push and pull and and, and and try to throw you off your route path and throw off the timing of the route and so forth and so on. Yeah, yeah, they, they do those things as DBs, right? But he fights through it. He does a good job fighting through it. I also think he's a guy that, you know, you can get the ball to in the screen game. I think he's got the agility to make a couple guys miss, read his blocks, and then get into open field. And once he's, once he's in open field, he has really good speed. He has really good deep speed. Thing about sending him on vertical routes, right? And it's not just the vertical. Uh, you know, you want to create explosive plays. There's two types of explosive plays you can create. You can create vertical explosive plays. You're talking about post routes, right? Skinny, deep post. Talking about the nine, the go route, okay? Uh, things like that, you know, sell the go, and then break back on the comeback route. But those are vertical, right? You can also create horizontal explosive plays. Talking about deep over routes, deep in cuts, things of that nature. And when you, especially again, zone coverage, if you have him on the backside of formation, he's working across the, the, the opposite side of the field, but you have a clear out route against zone, right? Cover three, you got a clear out route. That's money. That's a zone be that's a cover three beater and he does a good job of that as well i think this is this is also a young man that um that can play in the slot right he can move around a little bit for your offense and i think his stock is up man i i I don't know if he's going to come out yet he's listed as a sophomore which is no i I hate that the i hate the the eligibility stuff when college football is like you know he's definitely definitely registered a year and like i said he's been in college since 2020 you know, so he's not a he's not a sophomore, okay? Like he is a redshirt junior, and I just wish that they would just write that stuff on these on, on the school website or whatever. But nonetheless, um, I digress. Yes, he is eligible for the draft, um, and he could, but he could go back for another year. He could he could return for next year and, and you know come out in twenty twenty five where he could be one of the top wide receivers drafted. But when you think about just this wide receiver class is extremely talented, and yet. 
he could make headway and still be a day two pick at worst with his skill set. So you're talking about the stock pointing up and who I say you should buy some stock in. God, I'm telling you, you need to buy some stock in Jalen Polk, wide receiver from from Washington, another wide receiver from Washington. Who could have seen that coming? Huh? It's not just Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan. They also have Jalen Polk. Now, guys, you talk about who could have seen this coming. Man, you know, Georgia's still being undefeated, right? Schedule's not that great. They're not playing a lot of great competition. But I'm going to tell you who is playing good football. And the guy who I think stock is up after this most, most recent performance, and that is Carson Beck, quarterback from Georgia. And, uh, and he – the, this past performance, right, against Florida in week nine, right, he was 19 of 28, 68% completion, 314 yards, average over, average around 11 uh, yards per attempt, and two passing touchdowns. 6'4, 220 is on the, is what he's listed as. And he, you know, he, he's not the most mobile quarterback, but he gives you enough. He can do a little bit with his legs, right? He just doesn't do a whole, he doesn't do a ton himself. Now, this is a young man that has sat patiently on the sidelines, right? He's been there since 2021. He sat behind Stetson Bennett, the 72-year-old quarterback. I'm just kidding. He stepped behind Stetson Bennett and he waited patiently, right? He didn't transfer out. He had, I know he had opportunities to, but he stayed and he wanted to play for Kirby Smart. This young man, has played well. And in this most recent game against the Florida Gators on the road in week nine, you know what he did? 314 yards and two touchdowns. He did that without his best player and the best player on this team, which is Brock Bowers, who's out with, I believe it's a uh, sprained ankle. I think he just had the tight rope ankle surgery that, you know, keeps him out for about a month or so. So we won't see him until more than likely the, I would say maybe the SEC championship game depends on what kind of like man beast he is in terms of healing, right? Is he Wolverine from the X-Men? If that's so, we probably see him for the SEC championship game. But if we don't see him for the SEC championship game and they make it to the college football playoffs, we more than likely see him there. But if they don't make the playoffs and they just are in the bowl game, say they were to lose two games and like, you know, the SEC championship game or a regular season game to like a Missouri or something like that, then we may not see Brock Bowers again for the rest of the season. And he'll just prepare and get himself healthy for the 2024 NFL combine. But man, I just love what I've seen from, from Carson Beck, right? The the accuracy, the ball placement, the arm talent, he can rip throws. Uh, and he's just a very physically gifted and physically talented kid. And he has a prototypical height weight. Um, he's a pocket passer that does move around in the pocket in terms of just kind of stepping, sliding, avoiding rushers and everything like that. And, and just, just, this was probably to me his toughest test. Florida's defense is pretty good. It's a pretty good defense. And to be without your star player, the best player on your team, and to still go out and be efficient in 68% completion and throw for over 300 uh, you know, yards and two touchdowns, man, you know, you know, just multiple big, like big throws in this game where it's just like, hey, he's locked in, man. He's doing, he's doing this thing. And you just want to see that, right? Because sometimes it's easy to say, well, this player has elite weapons, and uh, well, what would you look like? You know, you start kind of, you know, having a, a imaginary thing, imagination, right? You're, you're you're imagining what it would look like. Would, would, would they still be the same without Brock? And yeah, they, they were, <laughs> they, they were, you know. Um, and and the big part of that is due to the quarterback Carson Beck. So you talk about stock up, man. I like I, said, I don't know if he's going into the draft this year. Um, I, he's, he's, he'll be a senior next year. And I think we probably see him enter next year, but just to say, Hey, listen, right now until 
we know for sure his stock is up for the 2024 NFL draft because, as we know, some some kids, some prospects, they strike while the iron is hot. So in QB3 right now is up in the air, guys. QB3 is up in the air. But let's talk about one more play. This stock down, and that's North Carolina defensive tackle, Miles Murphy. This is a personal one for me, 64310. I was high on him uh, last summer. Um, not this past summer, but the summer of 2022. Watch this tape. I saw I saw a big guy, strong, physical, quick-footed, quick off the ball. And I was like, man, like these this dude can be a player on the middle in the middle of the field. And it just never came to fruition, right? It just never came to fruition. And um, you know, it's just it's very, very tough for me to, you know, he has zero sacks on the season, only eight hurries and pressures. Okay, like, you know, it's, it's and he's starting. He's playing north of 35 snaps almost every game. And it's just the fact that, you know, and then you watch Georgia Tech run the ball the way it's, it's easy and as fluid as they were able to run it. And you see Virginia and it's like, okay, where's the playmaker on this defensive front? And, and Miles Murphy has not been it. So stock down for me for Miles Murphy right now. I think he could still be a he, he's a senior, so he's more he's coming out this year. He could be a solid player at the NFL level right now. He's physically he has the physical tools, but I just need to see more. And I haven't seen anything uh that lets me know that I should feel comfortable with him at this particular time. But guys, next up we got game ball. Coach DP is walking in the locker room and going to give out my game ball for week nine of the college football season. Coming up next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Guys, I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and one of my favorite dessert spots in restaurants, local restaurants, is the Cheesecake Factory. After a great home-cooked meal or even a meal that we DoorDashed in the ingredients or just the food, pizza, burgers, wings, what have you, for game day, for our watch party or tailgate. We love to get Cheesecake Factory, guys. And I'm telling you, if you're in the Greenville area and you're listening to this, you can order in on DoorDash as well, right? And they deliver it right to your front door. All the items, the different cheesecakes of different variations, you can order that stuff and have them delivered, okay? So kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or tailgate. Because, guys, score football season's best deals on grocery, restaurants, retail, and all and more with DoorDash. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Coach DP's game ball of week nine of the college football season goes to two, two prospects, two of my favorite prospects in the 2024 NFL draft class. And though both of them are are, I'm sorry, Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm talking about running back Travion Henderson, who I discussed in the draft radar segment, 24 carries, 162 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. He also had, he also had, I believe, four catches in this game as well for 45 yards, guys. So you talk about 30, this is an NFL workload, 30 touches, Okay, over 200, 200 yards. So 207 yards total from offense and a touchdown. He averaged 11 yards per catch while averaging around, uh, close to seven yards per carry, you know, in this game as well. Now, I also go to the receiver position to Marvin Harrison Jr., six receptions, 123 yards, tw- uh, 20 and a half uh, yards per catch, and two 
receiving touchdowns. Listen, we know that Mecca Buka is dealing with a lower body injury. He's been out for a couple games this year, and the rest of these receivers really haven't stepped up, right? You know, um, of course, you know, when you think about uh, you know, the tight end like Kate Stover, he's made some plays, but in a game where it was actually close in this in the second half, right? This game went into to to halftime with a 10-3 lead for the Buckeyes, right? Kyle McCord has just been a model of inconsistency and and just kind of poor as QB play. And and he he came in this game, he was 17 and 26, 226, right? Now again, 226, 123, and two of his two touchdowns went to Marvin Harrison Jr., right? So like, and then he had two, t- two interceptions as well. He just did not play well in this game in Wisconsin after the, after the uh, halftime, it was what a 10, 10 game, 17, 10 game or whatever, but they were to pull away late. And that was you know due to the Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. Without these two young men playing at a high, high level, playing elite football in this game, Wisconsin has a chance to upset the Buckeyes and take away their undefeated streak and knock them down. The, uh, the the AP top 10 and get them out of the top three, put them back closer to more than likely the nine or 10 spot. And then they still have the matchup coming up against Michigan. So when you have two elite type of, uh, you know, playmakers on your offense that can make big time plays, man, when no one else being able to step up and, and the quarterback struggling and everything else that was going on, right? You give a team that's struggling offensively that lost their star, their star running back and Braylon Allen in that game and all that stuff. When all that is going on and you still struggle you know, to, to put them away and you let them linger around, that's when those type of teams can win. But Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. said, uh-uh, we're not letting that happen, baby. Give him a little bit of stone cold. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? So listen. <laughs> So listen, guys, I, I got to show love to those. those. The game ball goes to Travion Henderson running back from Ohio State and star elite wide receiver, my wide receiver, one Marvin Harrison Jr. Like I said, 24 carries, uh, uh, you know, 30 touches. Let's let's call it what it is. 30 touches for Travion Henderson, 207 yards in the touchdown and six catches, 123 yards and two touchdowns from Marvin Harrison Jr., Big-time players and big-time moments make big-time plays. But, guys, that's our show. Like I said, it was your boy DP, Solo Dolo. Keith will be back with me the rest of the week. As always, guys, we thank y'all so much uh, for tapping in with us. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. We thank y'all so much for being our every dayers okay on tomorrow's show you already know we had some big time performances of some rookie quarterbacks and then we go get into that in the rookie report okay we're going to talk about what we have learned and how it impacts the end of 2024 nfl draft and then we dp and coach k gonna come up and give the game balls from week eight of the nfl season guys so go you know what you can do talk to us because we talk back you can follow me on twitter find and follow me on twitter at dp underscore nfl Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.